0: welcome back to intersectional media i'm your host Trina brown and i'm joined by my co-host sam crab and this week we will be talking about summer walker uh the restaurant owner in atlanta who decided that he doesn't want any more uh patrons and uh instagram blackfishing accounts yeah and some youtube drama that's been happening over the week i forgot about that loki but yeah it should be a fun little episode As they all are. But you know, let's start with uh, Summer Walker because she's a whole ass idiot. and A bird.
1: A big old bird. B-I-R-D. I can't with this girl anymore. Here's the thing about Summer Walker. (laughs) I listened to her album a few times. A few times when it first came out. It was cute. It was very cute. Her little song that she did with Usher, I was like, okay, girl, like, all right, you're bringing back that that R&B vibe. I see you, I love it. Thank you, we appreciate it. And then she had just various issues once she was on tour and talking about like her anxiety in terms of performing live. And I, I get it. <laughs> it cannot be easy to perform live. Lord knows that the only way that I can perform live was in a choir. So yeah, true. <laughs> with a bunch of other people that I can hide behind. So I ain't going to say nothing about that. But she had those issues. But then more and more, Summer liked to open her mouth and say stupid things. And when people would say like, "Girl, shut up," <laughs> like, maybe maybe just sit there and eat your food. Maybe just sit there and like eat your food and make that money that you're making instead of opening your mouth and like ruining your bag. And she said, "How dare you tell me a person not to say anything and express my opinions?" And it's like, "Well, girl, you can, but don't be surprised when everybody tells you, whether you are a megastar, or." like a girl on the street, like, whatever you say, people are going to say something back to you. But that's besides the point. But now, all of her shit-talking, especially that she has been doing within the past, like, few months, has come to roost. <clears throat> I would say that I feel bad. I don't. It's not that I don't feel bad. I just don't, like... My empathy, my, my empathy goes only so far.
0: Yeah. I don't. <sighs> when she started with the whole, like, I have anxiety and I, I hate performing and this and that and the other, my immediate thought was, why are you an entertainer? I'm confused. Now. People say maybe she just wants to sing her little song and go. Okay, fine. Maybe she does just want to sing her little song and go. But I think that means she's not cut out to be a singer, like a professional entertainer. Like that's what they do. They get on stage and they sing.
1: Yeah. And that's how you make your money
0: these days. Yeah. So if you don't want to do that, then isn't it time for, like, a career change or something? Because I'm not seeing how this is going to work out for you in the long run. And then she just kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And I was like, damn, girl, shut the fuck up.
1: Remember like, remember when she was talking about how she don't, how she wash herself? And then she was washing herself over there. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that until this very moment. And then I remembered and I was like.
0: I can't stand her. <laughs> so, not only does she not bathe. Okay, so she doesn't bathe. Fine, Whatever. That's her own personal hygiene. And the people around her have to smell her. I don't. So whatever. Two, she was going on talking about babies and what they eat. And how you shouldn't be giving your babies this toxic formula. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Saying you should be giving your baby water and vegetables and fruit. I was like, girl, babies can't even have water until they're, like, what? Like, nine months old or something like that? Like, you can't give a water. You can't give like, a newborn water. Like, you just Table you can't. They will drown. That's not a thing. You just can't. And some women don't produce breast milk. So what are they supposed to do? Just let their baby start? Like, you do and so now she's pregnant, and I'm like, well, I hope you can produce breast milk. Otherwise, your baby is getting that toxic formula. Now aren't they? Like, I don't know what to say, girl. And then she just has so much to say about London on the Track's other baby mamas and this and that and the other. And now she's another one of his baby mamas, and guess what he said? Bye, bitch. Because he He's don't be sticking around. He's he fucking up. He don't stick up. around with his baby are we surprised? Like, pretend to be shocked. Pretend to right. be shocked. She thought she was special. And that's, and this is the issue. A lot of women who date people like London on the track or Yo or Future always think that they are special. Oh, he'll stick around for me. It's me. I'm different. I'm not like these other bitches. da 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 Okay, you get pregnant, he dips. He's like, oh anyway (laughs) he's like oh that was fine find some other hot girl who is not currently pregnant fuck thank you so much for your time though it was great had a great couple of years see you around and you know women like summer walker they just they'd be shocked every time you know what happens to them they're like but i never thought that it would be me I can't believe I'm a baby mama. It's like, if a man has more than one baby mama, what the fuck makes you think that you are elevated above the rest? It don't make sense. I hate
1: to compare this to King Henry. (laughs) I know, guys, I know. But listen, I'm still coming I'm still coming off of, like, the Tudors and the Crown and just all the things British monarchy, okay? So, like, give me a minute. But when you think about certain... When you think about some of his wives... (laughs) And as we got down the ladder to, like, some of the later wives, right? And it's, like... I think about, like, poor Catherine Howard, his fifth one. And how she went on and apparently, like, had affairs and blah, blah, blah. But at a certain point, you have to wonder, why are y'all marrying this man? Why aren't y'all just, like, running the other fucking way when he's got, like, a wife that he threw away, like, trash and, like, secluded in, like, whatever, like, tower he could put her in until she died. Yet another wife that he beheaded. Yet another wife that he, like, of course, pressured into having a child and, like, probably prioritized that child over her. And then what happened to her? She died after having that child. And another wife that, like, he took one look at her and was just like, bye, bitch, you ain't, (laughs) you ain't pretty enough for me. Like, what y'all, like, what y'all think this, what? (laughs) What y'all think this was? And then you get to this, like, fifth one and she's like, okay. Like, honey, like, look at the history. And so, and then you got to, like, his sixth wife, his last wife, and she was like, bro, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't have any here. She was, she was smart. She was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. However, I'm just going to, I'm going to just do me and bide my time until he going to die. But anyway, so this is to say, like, at a certain point, you have to look at a man's history of how he's treating the women that he's been with before, and then if you become surprised that he is treating you that exact same way, you were not paying attention. You just were not paying attention. So what do you want? What do you want the rest of us to say to all of your nonsensical like meme ramblings? on Instagram like girl like it was so ghetto it was all so ghetto girl you are ghetto a ghetto ass bird I'm so tired out here talking all this mess about like future's one baby mama and how she gonna ask for this much and this much on child support when you don't know shit about it but guess what you about to be that baby mama I wonder how that feel how that really feels summer how that feel? When you talk all this mess about other women, you don't support other women. That's what's happening here. And now look what you've become. I don't feel bad for you. I just don't.
0: Me neither. Have you heard of that YouTuber, uh, Kayla Nicole TV or something like her? Nicole, T- I don't know what the fuck. She's black. She's like known for comedy. She's like tall and lanky and skinny and. Most of her videos are just her failing at things and it's actually quite hysterical. If you don't know her, basically she is exactly what I explained. But she has a Twitter account, of course. And in this Twitter account, she decided to shame people who have children out of wedlock and say how she would never do such a thing. Guess who's pregnant and mm-hmm. not married?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like Mm-hmm. And so, all the comments, I guess someone posted her being pregnant, I don't know, on Instagram. You know, one of those many black pages, pro blackness, you know, there's like five of them. Uh, they posted her and her pregnancy, and somebody, I guess all the comments were like, oh, but I thought having a child out of wedlock was like bad. And now she's doing that. And people were like, she's engaged. And all the comments are like, an engagement is not marriage. So jot that down. I was like, they're not wrong. So yeah, but I was just like, you know, y'all should just stop talking. Y'all should just stop saying, you know, couldn't be me. I would never do X, Y, Z. Da 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 da. And then only for you to do that. Like maybe, maybe make better choices so that you don't look like a fool on the internet. Boo boo, a maybe- fool. Or maybe just, like, don't say it on the internet. Maybe just, like, say it to your friends.
1: Write it in your diary. Exactly. Whatever happened to that, guys? Maybe we all need diaries
0: again. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. (laughs) Instagram has (laughs) replaced the diary. And that's the problem. It really has. People people just go in their stories and they just be typing. And I'm like, but did we need to know this? It's like that woman who owns the beignet shop, you know, and I sent you her story and it's like, girl, I need to know all this. I just came to your Instagram for beignets. I really need to know that somebody's stalking you or like X, Y, Z, like girl, that's for your personal, this is your business. That's for your, that's between you
1: and whatever you believe in,
0: but
1: Right. like so that ain't got nothing to do with me.
0: Like, listen, just I'm just here saying. to look at some beignets on your page and maybe decide if I'm going to order some. I, I didn't really need to know about the whole, like, love, life, stocking, all that. Like, that could have kept it. But, okay. <sighs> but yes, I wish people would just shut up. I, really do.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, I really, really do. You know, for Summer, I hope she has a safe and healthy pregnancy. But other than that, girl, you made your bed.
0: Now you gotta lay in
1: it. And I don't really feel bad for you.
0: No, me neither. Speaking of pregnancy and, you know, body changing and all of these things, there was like a YouTuber. She's just one YouTuber I follow. She's from Montreal. She has a sister. Her sister has decided to become an Instagram model slash YouTuber herself because why have a real career when you can get followers from your sister? You know what I mean? I mean, I'd probably do it. Listen, if my sister was an influencer and I was just getting, like, followers and, like, becoming an influencer just because I am associated, I would be like, wow, this is the easiest career I've ever fallen into in my life. Ten out of ten. Whatever. So she started a YouTube channel. For herself and I guess she decided to do a mukbang or was it a q and I don't know with her man and these white girls white girls be having the worst taste and I'm gonna just keep it above me they just be having the worst taste and this man she's asking him like oh so would you say that this is your opinion or are you speaking for all men and he said he's speaking for all men and saying that men do not like women with saggy breasts Men do not like pregnant women and like how the body changes during pregnancy and men would not date a woman with acne or acne scars and just a whole bunch of things, just listing all of these things. He wouldn't date like an overweight woman, don't date overweight women, men don't do X, Y, Z. They don't like X, Y, Z about women. Okay. And she's just sitting there like, "Mm, yeah, like, what is your problem? and so now all the comments are like he's fucked up like do you understand that if you get pregnant this man's just going to leave you and cheat on you like he's basically telling you this to your face like right here right now in this video like you have proof that this man is just going to cheat on you or whatever find the next hot girl when you're not hot enough for him anymore and call it a day and she's like you have to understand i know max and I know his heart. And he is the kindest boyfriend that I've ever had. Da, 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 da. So, you know, all the comments are like, girl, he might be the kindest boyfriend you've ever had, but that doesn't mean he's kind. That just means you've dated trash men and he just happens to be the least <laughs> trash of the all." The bar is
1: so low. The bar is so yeah. low.
0: So low. So her sister did like a... I guess they did like a Zoom call, kind of like, you know, the way we record these podcasts, but they did like a mukbang and then they uploaded it to her sister's channel. And all the comments were like, I can't believe you would do a video with this guy after what he just said on your sister's channel about women and like all this stuff. And her sister was like, I didn't watch the video. So I guess she doesn't watch her sister's channel, which I mean most of them don't if they have i wouldn't i wouldn't either i wouldn't want to sit there and watch my sibling like every vlog day please same so she was like i didn't see the video or whatever she's like i don't know what you guys are talking about so she was like defending him at first like i'm sure he didn't mean it that way like you know being on the like you know videos are can be complicated you know she's just trying to like smooth things over but then this morning, she put out an Instagram video, and she was like, "I watched the video. I retract what I said." Um, she's like, "That is disgusting," and I did not know that he held those views. And she's like, "And I will be talking with my sister because what the hell was that?" And I was like, <laughs> "When your sister got to get together, screaming. I was screaming." And, like, the sister that I follow, she's the older sister. So she was like, Kyla, what the hell? Like, and she was like, don't get me wrong. She's like, I like him. Like, I like from what I know of him, and like, the way that I've experienced him, I like him. She's like, I do not recognize the man in that video. And she's like, and so if that's who he is, and, like, those are his opinions, she's like, um, I think my opinion of this man has changed because he is presenting himself in a different way to me and my family. And so her sister was like, we've had talks about what my body will go through during pregnancy and he's all in. And I was like, why do you have to have talks? About what your body's gonna look like during pregnancy. You have to, you basically had to say, Don't worry, babe. Uh, as soon as I push out this baby, I'll be back in the gym ASAP. Like, that's, that's not okay. It's getting girl, weird. Right? So, anyways, that was that. And I was just like, What the fuck is going on? But see, if a black man did that, you know, if this is like a black girl's platform and her man was on there talking all this mess, he would have been gathered. Like he would have been dragged and, and he, nobody would ever forget it. He would just be dragged forever. I was he like sure would. Like I was like, oof, oof. Yikes. It's like the other black couple. Um the one with the cheating scandal, whatever. Oh yeah. The guy who was yeah they're not doing vlogmas you sent me that didn't you
1: i think
0: i was like these people <laughs> like, we're not doing vlogmas this year we got to keep it real with you guys yeah you we're don't want to fake our content you <laughs> don't
1: like, want to reveal more mess
0: I was like, it. let's not even pretend that you guys are living together right now, because you're probably not, like, I know you want to, like, put out, like, a united front or whatever, but let's be real, you probably kicked that man out of your house, so, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, he'll be back, but I am sure he is not there currently. <laughs> <sighs> what a mess. It's always the holidays where, like, this happens, you know? There's just something about this time. People just can't help themselves. They got to show their ass. And you're just like, damn, right in front of my Christmas tree. I feel like it's amplified with COVID and everything, too. People are just on 100. They are. And speaking of being on 100, freaking restaurant owner in L.A., (laughs) Sorry, not L.A., in Atlanta, talking about how women should not be twerking in his restaurant. And if they want to twerk in his in, you know, somewhere, they want to twerk in general, they need to leave his establishment and go to another establishment. For he does not like that. And if you uh, want to earn respect, you shouldn't be twerking. You should respect yourself. Like
1: I just have to go off about this because I watched this literally right before you started and like hit record, right? Because the fact that you're like, I don't need your money. Then bitch, let me walk out and not pay. If I were any one of those patrons, I would have finished my food. I would have thrown the plate on the floor. I don't want to walk the fuck out. What the fuck are you telling me that I can't work for? that I'm not respecting myself. What like what? But, but... Yeah, it was. Funny. I am astonished that we still have to deal with this nonsense in the year of our Lord 2020. All I want to do yeah. is twerk in a restaurant and bar. That's all <laughs> I want. I haven't I haven't been able to do it for months. It's all I want to do.
0: True. So So he would hate me. So the comments were interesting because um, obviously it was posted to Twitter and people were like, what the fuck? Um, But the comments were super interesting to me because they were like, if you don't want people to twerk in your establishment, why is there a DJ? Why do you have a DJ? You should be playing lounge music then. Like elevator music. Songs, don't put you know. on Cardi, and I won't twerk. Exactly. Put on and some Kenny G. Moment. Like I don't know. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's just like if you don't want that sort of clientele, why are you catering to that clientele? Like you should be catering to the clientele that you want to have. So if that's like upscale people coming in for brunch and fancy re- and like fancy outfits. Then that's what you should be doing, and like just playing like calming music, and you know, like nothing that's gonna encourage people to get up on the table and twerk as you claim that they're doing. Like I don't understand. But also, it's like, sir, you understand that a pandemic is happening? And you <laughs> be grateful that people are even coming to your restaurant. To your restaurant. Cause I would not. Mm-mm. Yeah. You're like lucky that you're in no Atlanta. Money. Yeah. Atlanta, the place where COVID does not fucking exist oh, for some reason. They're like, what's that?
1: <laughs> Literally <laughs> like
0: Reginae like having her birthday party.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at a club. Everybody's there.
0: Twerking, a while having fun, and low cost. So I guess some someone went to that party. I can't remember who. Uh, but she got dragged for it because she's pregnant, and she was like, "I get tested three times a week." Da da, da, da. And People were like, "You understand that getting tested doesn't mean you can't get it right. Like just because you tested negative one day doesn't mean you didn't get it. Like that that day, no. There's exactly
1: an incub- this is the thing that people keep forgetting. There's an incubation period for this virus. Exactly, you could be going on a trip. Right. Mm -hmm. Going to see your family like with Thanksgiving, you're going to see your family for Thanksgiving. You get tested on Wednesday and it comes back negative. You go to your family's house the next day for Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, you have contracted the virus, but it's within the incubation period, not detected on the test. You have it while you're with your family. You spread it to your entire family. A week later, you get tested again and it's positive. But you don't know mm-hmm. when you got it within that span of time. Exactly. Which is like I was saying like I was saying that to my family because they were talking about that kind of thing and I was like, guys, like you're not gonna convince me otherwise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Yeah. I'm here in my fortress of solitude and I'm very happy that way. And it's just it's just gonna stay that way.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. Like, for my family, it's been thing too because it's like yeah like I'll see them and it's and I trust my family to follow the rules and I'm definitely in a country that has it better in terms of the numbers and therefore I'm not like as anxious about you know random people having it that I come across and stuff like that but I'm still like not trying to play around with that shit like at all and you know when people ask like oh you're gonna go to your mom's for Christmas I'm like, no, because that requires me to take the train. And I don't fucking know who's on that train. If I had to be in a car, sure. Like, if my dad was going and, you know, we were all in the same car. I don't care about that. But if I have to be on a train, people I don't know. I don't know where they've been. I don't know who they are. No. That's not happening. Absolutely not. And, like, it's not happening. And, like, I'm I'm lucky in that my mom has a job that keeps her very – Solitary, so I'm not worried about her coming into contact. And she works outside, so it's not like, oh my god, like you're in an office, and what if somebody in the office has it? And then it just like spreads. So I like that's like fine. And then like my brother's like off work for the season, and my other brother's working from home, and like everybody's at home. So it's like, I'm not scared, but it's just like, if we all live closer, I would do Christmas, but we do not all live closer, so I am not doing Christmas. And y'all are just gonna have to get your gifts in the mail. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Maybe next year. Yeah, that's why I respond to everything. I'm like, maybe next year, guys. But yeah, that that restaurant owner, I don't know. I'm like, do you want money or do you not? Because like you're just like pushing your clientele out the door with, with that. And you can see from their reactions, like in the video, like they were all like, like like excuse me and he goes
1: like then you can get the fuck out and I'm like yeah sir I feel attacked (laughs) right this is like it's just so I mean truly gets into respectability politics of like what's even wrong with people wanting to twerk a little bit you know you go like I've had this experience in terms of nightlife and going with going to certain bars and restaurants even, and you're at the bar or you're at your seat and it's not the kind of place that you're going to be like turning up in the club, but they're playing good music. So like, what do you want people to do at a certain point? Like, well, and this is just like a very like candid thing about like Philadelphia nightlife, but it, Through the years, since I became of legal drinking age to go to bars, it took me a really long time to even find a bar that was not so stiff. That wasn't, that wasn't like super stiff, one. That was actually diverse, two. And you know, like, you could go to a bar, like, certain bars around here, and everybody's dancing, everybody's having fun, but it's a lot of white people, and, like, so they don't always get, like, the certain nuances of... Mm-hmm. Like, if a certain song comes on, and you're like, yo! But, like, the other people around you don't get it, quite honestly. Like, they just don't really get oh, yeah. it like that. Yeah. Like, well, like we were at this bar once, and Oh Boy came on? By Cameron? and it was like you know me and like some of my friends and my friends understood like we were like yo we were like oh boy like you know we got real hype yeah and everyone else is just like uh. i'm like nah y'all don't y'all don't okay all right that's fine
0: like we're just gonna be over y'all here don't even, don't even enjoy the song like you yeah. don't even enjoy the song like that yeah like, if you're if you're not getting hyped- to the beat of oh boy right and like just doing a little rock like we had like a whole thing going like it was like it was
1: a moment but for everybody else it was just like another song yeah and so i like i feed off of that kind of vibe and so it took me a while to find a place and find places that would actually have the people that would also feed off of that vibe but that is to say that at the very least i could be in a pretty stiff sports bar and like a good song would come on and I'm the type of person that once I have a few drinks like I gotta move I gotta bop a little bit and like you know it's not like everybody in the bar is like now staring at the black girl that's just like bopping a little bit like oh yeah like you find playing a song that I like like all right because sometimes the DJ just be hitting okay so you can't stop me from bopping and if like and that's what I'm saying, like, if a random ass sports bar in Philadelphia can be real chill about that, then I don't understand why this Black man in Atlanta suddenly has to feel like he needs to, like, bow down to a certain type of, you know, demeanor in order to elevate who he is, in order to elevate what his restaurant is, like, supposed to be about. If you're making shit for the culture and you're making shit for your people then like what do your people want to do like our people we're not stiff we're just like our culture like you want to make something for the culture all culture is about fun our culture is about like creating a vibe where people feel free to just like do them and like you know be joyful like to be sitting there in some restaurant and not like be able to move without being judged that's why i loved once i actually found those certain spaces where i could go to and like the entire place and bar would go up say when like all right when kendrick lamar comes on like when that comes on like the whole like the whole vibe changes you know and it's like, and it spread to everybody. And I was like, I was like, wow, I found it. I found, I found my place. I found my people, you know? And because like the culture of that is whatever is happening within our lives and whatnot, that we're able to be like, to be in the crowd and to share in some kind of joy and happiness. Like that's actually in a lot of ways what black culture is based off of. Like that ability to, that, Ability to be resilient, you know? And to find that joy and to sing and et cetera, et cetera. Like, we're not sitting at like some dinner table all the time, like trying to eat some fancy ass like chicken and waffles or something like that. Like, like that's fun. Like that's cute. That's like really cute for like the Instagram pics. But like at the end of the day, like some people just want to like, people want to be chill. People want to have some place where they can just be free especially in a world that tries to tell us who we need to be and how we need to act all the time. And now we've got our own people trying to tell us how to do the same thing. And it's weird. Yeah.
0: I agree. I don't like that. It's Yeah. It's, it's, it's very like counterintuitive to the way black people are in general. And I mean, I have always kind of understood this about black people in that we are, Black people and like Hispanic people, because I, I feel like we're very similar in this way. Yeah. Where, um, we don't stop partying. It's not a thing. We, it doesn't matter the age. No. We don't stop partying. Mm-hmm. Um. So when our families get together. It's music. It's food. It's drinks. It's it's a good time. It's a kiki, you know, you know, as the Caribbean people call it. It's a lime, like you know, we be liming, like that's literally what the Trinidadians call it. Like my mom's always like, oh, I need to go to a lime. I'm, I miss liming, da 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 da, da. And she's in her fifties. Like it doesn't stop. It doesn't, you know. Stop. And that's how we and grew up. When, exactly. And I remember in uh, college, I had to do this time lapse photography thing and I did it on my mom who was getting ready for a party and I showed it to like you have to show your time lapse to like the whole class or whatever and everybody was like oh shit like your mom's getting ready to like go party and I'm like yeah and they were like I like isn't she like in her 40s and I was like yeah I was like and and they were like and what about it my mom does not do that (laughs) Like my mom doesn't do that and I was like I don't know. Your well, mom's just not fun. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like my mom be going to fets. My mom be liming. My mom be on boat rides. Like she's very much so like your cousin. Yeah. Who, you know, you know, and she's got kids, and that's just that's just what, what we do. Ah, that's just what we do. That's because just we, we do
1: and this and I always found it so interesting how other people don't get it. And it takes me back to a few years ago with um, and I was with some like some old friends of mine. And I I've had friends in the past that, you know, that were older than me and they would say things like, you know, like I'm too old for like this. And one day you will be too old for this, too. And like making the difference in what kind of places that we like to go to and the kinds of activities that we wanted to do. They would base it on age. And point towards like myself and like some of you know other friends in our friend group who, like, quite honestly, we were it, it was all the black ones. <laughs> like we were all black and we were all like, listen, we're just trying to go, we're just trying to go dance. Like, we don't want to be sitting in the sports bar, like staring at everybody for like hours on. And I'm, like, we need to go bob. Like, we need to go just like let loose and like have some energy, right? And they would say things like that. And I was always like, this is okay. This is weird. Like, it's not like, I don't think this is about age, but then we have like other friends, like friends, you know, like I think of my friends, I think of Anna and like, Anna's older than me, but like, I don't go to like a certain bar with Anna and we'll just like have a dance party because it's not about, it's not about age. It's about how you grew up. Right. And the kind of culture that you grew up in and even though she's white she grew up within a culture where like she had dance parties with her parents all the time and they took her to parties and they did this and that so it's not like she grew up sheltered and thinking that this is like there is one way to have fun and that it stops at a certain time right and I remember sitting there with another friend who is also black and she is Caribbean and we were listening to this conversation that a bunch of girls that we were with were having and the rest of them were white. And they were having this exact conversation of like, well, I don't like to dance. Like I'm too old for that. And I'm too blah, 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 blah for this. And they're all like commiserating over like, oh my gosh, yeah, you get it. And they left. And me and my friend look at each other and we're just like, that was such a white conversation. That was very Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) That was very Caucasian. (laughs) And... It was so rooted in the fact that, like, as me, as like a girl that grew up in a Ghanaian family and her as a girl that grew up in a Jamaican family, it was the same thing. We were always at parties with her parents when we were kids, where you would be the kid that eventually fell asleep at like 4 a.m. And you had to be carried out of the party because eventually your parents got tired and then you would have to drive hours home and then you would get back home at like in the morning, like in the morning and the whole house would be asleep for the rest of like that day, you know? That's the type of life that we were living as kids. And so to me, growing up watching my parents like not stopping the fact that they had fun just because they had me and just because they had their like my brothers, it was like, so then why why do I gotta stop like doing what I wanna do? Maybe I'm not doing it every single weekend sure now that i'm like 30 but like if covid wasn't happening then yeah once or twice a month i'd be going out and going to a dance party and bopping and like doing what i want to do and stuff like that because it doesn't matter that i'm 30 like i'm still a human being and that is how i get out my energy and that's how i have fun because that's how i've always learned that you do that growing up so exactly
0: yeah Yeah, it's the same for me, obviously, like, being in Canada and having, like, my Caribbean family here, it was always like, oh, it's Christmas, that means, and Christmas was a huge thing for my family, because my mom is born on December 30th, and my late aunt was born on December 28th, and then their brother was January 1st, so it was, like, a whole thing, and it was always like, okay do Christmas Day, like, at my house. So they would drive up to see us. And then it would be like, okay, birthday celebrations at my aunt's house. And we would drive to Brampton to celebrate their birthdays. And going there, you always just kind of knew, okay, we're going to be here for a really long time. And my dad was always, like, you know, he was chill. He was like, yeah, your mom's having fun, so we're not leaving until whatever time. (laughs) Oh, she's done. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, but I'm tired. So then he would just be like, there's a couch. Go sleep on. Yeah. And I would be like, okay. And so I'd go do that. And then, like you said, be carried out and then put in the car. And then you've got to drive. Like, you know, we drive like 40 minutes home. And then, you know, it was basically like having a hangover, but you didn't drink any alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so... You know, you just kind of like grow accustomed to that as a kid, and you're just sort of like, yeah, like everyone's having fun, whatever. And I mean, my family's not quite like that anymore, uh, but that culture's still there for sure. And I mean, like two years ago, I think it was two years ago, my mom had made some friends because she was doing, she was learning how to do African drumming, which is like really fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she was she was learning how to do African drumming. And ironically, all the people in this African drumming class were not African. They were Caribbean. So my mom (laughs) made all of these new Caribbean friends. And she was very happy about it because she loves her Caribbean people. And she was like, Oh, my God, more of them. Yay. And so she's like, Oh, yeah, do you guys want to come have Thanksgiving at Donald's house? I was like, Okay, I guess. Why not? I want free food. I was like, Yeah, I'll go. If I don't go, I'm not getting Thanksgiving food. So like, i'm gonna go and so i went and it was another one of those things where i just felt like oh i've been transported back into my childhood where my mom is in the basement dancing to soca music and they were like oh you and travis you should come down and have fun but it just felt so much like being a kid we couldn't get into it we were like nah. we went back upstairs and then we, we it was like all the older kids too. Like we're all older, but it just felt like no, like yeah. that's not for us. Yeah. Like we're not there. Yeah. Not yeah, we're not yeah. <laughs> so we were like, no. So we were all just like sat around this table, just like taking shots. We were so drunk by the end of it. I don't, I think that's the drunkest I've ever been. No, no, the drunkest I've ever been was when you he were here and we had that backyard party. At my dad's oh place. yeah. That's the joke. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I I think at the end of the day, the common thread here is that we're just we're fun people. Like yeah. we're part of a fun culture. Like I love at the end of the day being Ghanaian and going to a Ghanaian party <laughs> of some sort and just you know, like my mom will still go harder than me sometimes where I'm like, yo mom, I'm tired. Like I'm going home. Like I'm going to go. Right. And she's like, really? But I want to dance. I want to keep dancing. <laughs> I think like one of the last parties, um, I remember going to like a couple years ago and it was like our family friends, um, her daughter's graduation party. And I came for like the day. Like first my mom told me to come much earlier than I needed to, of course and of
0: course
1: you know we ate a lot of food we're like hanging out and then the adults kind of take over and they start dancing because you know this graduation party is not even about this child it is about the adults and you know the adults start dancing like you know the music is flowing and it got to be a certain time and I was like yo I'm tired I'm about to like I need to go home I need to go back to Philly I got things to do and my mom was like but I'm dancing literally I went to her and said that like I want to go like oh mom I'm trying to like do you think you get she's like but I'm dancing and I was like okay she's like
0: don't you see
1: what's happening right she's like "Mm, I'm busy I was like I feel like I feel like I'm 10 again and so luckily I was able to get a ride from one of my aunts that was leaving and was like listen I'm too old for this I'm straight up too old for this I'm gonna go <laughs> but um it's so funny but yeah it's just like it's always that energy we're all about just being free and being joyful in that sense and so I don't know why anybody would want to stifle that and if you do it means you don't really understand your people and you just want them to be something
0: that they're not and that shit is weak. exactly and you know I understand wanting a certain aesthetic or a certain vibe for your place but you have to set that vibe and you have to set that tone so if you're not setting that tone and you're not setting that vibe you can't blame your patrons for having fun and dancing and being joyful they thought your establishment was the type of place that they could have fun and be joyful and like let loose like take that as a compliment (laughs) You should be playing some lounge music then. Let everybody know this is not that... T- play some elevator music. They'll know. They'll get right? the vibe. Like, I, mean, I don't know what you're thinking having a DJ playing some Cardi B. Like, of course they're going to start twerking. What the fuck?
1: You know? Playing all that Atlanta music? Oh my god. Uh, my, yeah. my Spotify Daily Mix today was fucking lit, first of all. It was lit <laughs> as fuck. I'm like sitting here, like, you know, doing work. And I was just like, oh shit. But like... Welcome the Welcome to Atlanta remix came on and I was like Welcome to Atlanta where the players play
0: and they ride at the beach like every day.
1: Okay. Um what a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and just like imagine something like that playing in a restaurant. Then you would get up and be like, yo, what? Like, of course.
0: You can't stop like you just can't stop. You can't stop the beat. No. You can't. And therefore, if you want to stop the beat, you shouldn't have a beat. And that's that's just the tea, yeah. Like that, that's just what you gotta do. People just don't get that, Mm-mm. and then they wonder how come they're treating my place like a club. It's like, well, you gave club vibes <laughs> <five." laughs> <laughs> the music. Fails. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! That's why I'd be telling some about my kids, like my kid, like some of my clients. I'll be like. Oh, what are you doing to you know, like calm down or just like chill out? And they'll say that they're listening to music. I'm like, what, what music are you listening to? And they'll name it, and I'm like, that is not some calm down music. I'm sorry. Like, hold up. <laughs> that's not setting a vibe that I'm trying to calm down and not be hype and not get angry and not do this, this, and that. In the third, I'm like, that's not it. You know it,
0: right? Okay, so like. <laughs> For example, I used to run to uh shit, what's that song? I forget what it's actually called, but it's like that Drake song where he's like, motherfuckers never loved us. You know that song just gets you angry and it just makes you run faster. It's true. <laughs> and so and so therefore oh worse behavior. There we yes. go. Yes. I used to run to worse behavior because that shit just gets it, you're like, yeah. Motherfuckers never loved us. And then you just start running faster. It works. Okay. And therefore, I don't think somebody should listen to worse behavior if they're trying to calm down. Like that that's meant to incite anger.
1: Yeah. And passion. It just gets you hype. And that's how like saying, you know, like I don't say anything about like other emotions, but I'm just like, I wouldn't listen to something that is gonna get me hype and make me want to like dance like. Because I had to change the playlist after a while, I will say. Because it becomes distracting. Right. I was just straight up like, you know, just like and I was like, all right, let me put something else on. Let me put something like a little bit more chill. Let me put on some Tegan and Sarah instead of like See? ludicrous. The, <laughs> the sad lesbians. Like oh the sad lesbians. Oh my God. The Canadian lesbians. Love that. Their first album, <laughs> <laughs> hits so good. It is. They're such a niche. It is so good to drive to. I can't even express. It's so good when I'm just that. riding down the highway, listening to their first album, specifically that album, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I tell them that, and sometimes they're very confused by it. But I'm like, listen, guys. Not all music is created equal. Not all music is for I'm everything. Not.
0: Like if I was trying to go to bed, I would not then put on Megs new album. No. Like that would just that's not meant for me to fall asleep.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this band I loved in high school and I still kind of like their music. I listen to it like nostalgically every now and then. May, and they put out this series of albums like, a few years ago. They're literally just called, like, morning, afternoon, and evening, right? And Mm -hmm. all of them kind of, like, have a certain vibe to them. Like, the morning ones have, like, the morning album has a certain vibe. The afternoon one is a little bit more, like, kicked up. And the evening one is so great. There's been a few times where I've listened to it, like, at night. And it is, it's really, like, it creates, like, a nice vibe when you're, like, trying to go to sleep and stuff like that, so... I love shit like that, but Yeah. We're a nice podcast. I've been enjoying that sleepy one that I told you. That one that one is good when I like really can't get to sleep. If I'm just like my mind is running and I'm just like, oh let me just play this ASMR voice reading me.
0: Like reading me this random ass story. (laughs) Yeah, I've learned with ASMR that i respond better if somebody's speaking so like i used to find like the no speaking ones of like people just like kind of, like tapping or like you know i don't know playing with like squishy things and that works but i like it when i have something to like focus on so like if people are like speaking it just like lulls me to sleep so there's one girl that like she's like oh giving you a facial and she'll like speak to you the whole time and like Oh, I'm using this serum, and it's like so soothing. And I'm just like, okay, good night, and I just pass out to that. Like literally, I just fall right asleep. And I'm like, it. I don't even need to pretend that she's actually giving me a facial. It's just the talking, yeah, that like really, and the, and like you know, <laughs> her pretending to do it and like having the ASMR of like it sounding like she's rubbing something on my face. That definitely helps. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like it's nice. I like ASMR.
1: Yeah. So. um so for listeners, so the podcast I'm talking about is called... It's literally just called Sleepy, if you've never heard of it. It's with Otis Gray, and he reads you to sleep with old books. Um, Some examples. We've got... He reads you Frankenstein. He reads Beauty and the Beast. He reads Pride and Prejudice. I believe he read... Like Sense and Sensibility, too. I found that. Um, mm. Because I love a good Jane Austen book. And Peter Pan, Black Beauty, like all the books. And he just reads them to you. Right. And it's really calming. So I've been loving that when I go to sleep. Sometimes there are certain podcasts that I like listening to Um Weirdly, sometimes I can listen to the read. I can listen to old episodes of the read. Mm. If I'm just, like, bored and trying to fall asleep. uh, There's the beauty podcast that I love, Foxy Browns with Camilla. Because not only is Camilla, like, the coolest fucking person that has ever lived, but she has the most elegant (laughs) and soothing voice in the entire fucking planet, which, like, can lull me to sleep. So, like, what else? What can she not do? (laughs) right? It's not okay.
0: It's really not. How do I become her? Honestly. That's my question. (laughs) But the ASMR YouTube that I watch is called uh, Ting Ting ASMR and she basically does like sleep in 25 minutes or like best care after a long day, makeup artist teaches you everyday makeup, Chinese scalp massage, First class flight attendant, relaxing personal attention. See, I love the ones that are like those because then she's just talking to me the whole time. And I love that. Or like, I don't know. She does like other ones. It's like sleep inducing eye exam. And that's really fun. I like to pretend that I'm out at the eye doctor. No, I'm not. And it just makes me fall asleep. It's great. But yeah, I highly recommend her channel. She's the one that I always go back to. Like, there are other ones but I honestly just specifically look for hers, and then I just put them on, and I fall asleep. I feel like the facial
1: one face. would be a good one, because every time I've gotten a facial, I have, like, fallen dead asleep at some point during it. Yeah. So. It's so it's hard just, not to, because you're underposed.
0: And they're just, like, massaging your face. Unless they're asking like...
1: me questions, I fall asleep. Like, yeah. and they do at the beginning, exactly. like, when we first, like, get in there and we're talking, et cetera, and then we get to a certain point, and I don't know what else, like, what the fuck they did to my face. I, like, wake up and I'm like, what did you do? What did you put on here? I mean, I'm following. Right. That's cool. I don't know what you did, though. And yeah. You know, exactly. They put on some kind of mask on me. And they, like, leave me there for a bit. I remember this birthday facial I got oh my god when was it it was last year it was last year and I went to this little hole in the wall place I had like a group on for it and they were super nice and you know I there got my facial they had this like thick blanket on me and I was like so warm and happy and she put some mask on me and she was like I'm just gonna leave you know we're gonna let it set for like this long and she like left the room and then I don't know how long I was asleep <laughs> I, was, I I don't know what happened. I like woke up at some point and I was just like I should be feeling like this is suffocating me but it's not because it's like on my eyes and on my nose and like everywhere right. like I was fine. I was I was just in joyful slumber. God bless. God, God I miss facials.
0: God bless. Me too. I had the first I had my first facial ever like right before lockdown started. Like I remember that. That is, it's just it was so cool. Free one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like they were sent to my house because they were like they had like just opened or something, and they were like, oh yeah, free facials or whatever. And I, had I really got along with the girl too, and I was like, I'm gonna come back all the time. And then it was like, California's in lockdown. <laughs> I was like, okay. We finally
1: got this really cool facial place here in Philly called Heyday. Where, like, if I wanted, like, a facial last minute, I probably could have booked it there. Because it's just, like, I don't know. They have, like, cubicles where, like, the estheticians, like, do the facials and stuff like that. And they have a nice little shop where you can, like, shop for products. And so I went for one. I really liked it. I was like, oh, I will totally come back here. Now I can. not They opened for, they reopened for a bit once we got back to a certain phase here in the city but now with the new restrictions again they had to close and um yeah and not that i was gonna go there anyway <laughs> i was like yeah, I i'm not getting a facial right now and um
0: yeah. and
1: then there's like uh there's another esthetician here in philly who like sounds amazing they she was like voted like best esthetician like in philadelphia last year and so i've wanted to get a facial from her ever since like i have a couple friends that know her too and then she just opened her own um like her own shop like right outside of the city and i've been like oh go so bad why did you do this during the pandemic oh i want a facial I need to like glow. I need to, I need somebody else to make me glow. I'm tired of doing it all by myself.
0: (laughs) Jesus. Fair. Fair. It does suck though. And so that's why that Atlanta restaurant owner should be grateful that Atlanta doesn't care about the pandemic because he could be like these other restaurants and having to do takeout only. And yet, he gets to make money and have his patrons come in, but he wants to shame them. Could not be me. Hope he loses, Hope he loses all his business. Me too. All of it. But anyways, moving on to our last topic, which is uh, something you're more well versed in than I am. <laughs> it's the, uh, Instagram blackfishing account. I'm still, like, I know what happened, but, like, what, she was, like, doing black businesses or something like that? What's it, like, okay small black businesses? or Yeah, yeah.
1: so there's an Instagram called Independent Black Businesses. Now, if you go on to the Instagram, the kind of content that you'll see um, is an Instagram account that is basically highlighting and um, celebrating indie black businesses. So, you know, fashion, crafts, all types of businesses we've got like a candle store we've got um you know a clothing store that like makes like swimsuits specifically swimsuits but the common thread among all of these is that they are owned by black people and so they are black businesses why is this important because buying black is important because Black businesses, especially independently owned small black businesses, are more um, more often than not ignored and therefore fail. And during this pandemic, that's been more important than ever. <clears throat> black businesses don't always get the type of funding that they need. They don't um, they don't get invested in as much, and so people are putting their money and stuff on the line all the time. And they need people to really take notice of what they're trying to do and who they are and invest in them. So like I had seen this Instagram account like a while ago and um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Now the way that the Instagram presents itself and the person who is running the account, they use a lot of black emojis and like, basically like emojis that would indicate that they're a person of color and they seem to take such an interest in doing this. And they, you know, I would think then that this is a person of color that is running the account. Other things to note is that they have a Patreon. So they have a Patreon and you can pay, um, certain levels, um, Pay 350 a month, 650 a month and10 dollars a month, right? It's not very specific as to what exactly you're supporting by paying at those levels, but um, but they seem to right. And so I think also the idea is that if you wanted to be featured on her Instagram page, you had to apply and you did have to pay something to be, you know, to be featured. Now, the now the thought behind that would be, to me, if this was a Black person doing it, and we say this all the time, that we as Black people have put in emotional and physical labor to, you know, talk about inclusivity and to talk about diversity and to talk about anti-racism and to talk about all of this stuff. And it takes a lot for us emotionally and physically to do this so if people do want to pay us they should be paying us many times these days when i'm in certain like groups and threads and like a black person really has to like do the work of teaching somebody something they're like and here's my venmo considering that i had to like stoop down to teach you all this shit you should have already known if you want to pay me which like fair so um so there's that Now, this person is uh, from England, from the UK.
0: And
1: um, last week, literally a week ago, she puts up a post, the picture says, I am white. (laughs) The caption then goes on to say, it has been brought to my attention recently that there has been some confusion over the face behind independent black businesses so I wanted to be open and clarify that I Helen am white. I created this page out of an anger and passion to create change and to celebrate and raise awareness for black owned businesses. I did not see that this is ever I did not see that this has ever been about me and wanted to keep it focused fully on the businesses showcased which is why I avoided sharing information about myself. However, upon reflection, I realize now that not being clear and open at the start could have given out the wrong impression. I also want to address that my use of dark skin tone emoticons has been erroneous. On doing research around this, I can now see that using emoticons that differ to your own skin color can be a form of digital blackface and digital cultural appropriation. I have been focusing on using black skin tone emoticons for the purpose of representing the black business owners at this platform showcases. I can now see how this could come across as misleading and apologize for being unclear. The mission and purpose of this platform is to normalize buying from Black-owned businesses so that it becomes a cultural norm, to amplify exposure for Black entrepreneurs, and to create a space that educates and awakens people to change the way they see and think about race. I have aimed to do this by sharing an amazing collection of Black-owned businesses, both on our social media, the website, and in organizing various press coverages. I hope that... On understanding this mistake going forward, so this platform can continue to have positive impact. I'll also be exploring a new partnership with a Black business owner to manage the platform together.
0: Hmm. hmm Well, I mean, it's good that she's going to partner with a Black person. I mean, she should have done that in the first place. She should have
1: done that in the first place. But uh, here we are. And, uh, here we are. And, you know, this sounded way too familiar to me. <laughs> this sounded, right. it sounded a lot like when we first started this podcast about that girl that I had to read that made that Instagram about shade ranges and uh, mm, got great. real buck and, you know, hot on her heels about that. I just think it's weird that... White people seem to see that there is a business and there is, you know, a lot of clout that is involved with speaking up about anti-racism and about everything that goes with that, whether it's inclusivity within the beauty space in Black businesses, et cetera, et cetera. I think that they see that there is something that they can gain from that. From being vocal yeah. about it. From saying that, like, I'm super anti-racist, guys. Now pay attention to me. Pay attention to the platform that I have created
0: and don't say anything bad about it. It's fucking weird. Like money. It's weird. Yeah. They see money and they recognize that their privilege can get them that money and so then they just capitalize on Black people and of color in general. Uh, Because they know that if a person of color were to make this page, it probably would not be that successful. There's just something about a white person doing it that you can kind of you can kind of feel it like behind the page, I feel like a lot of the times in terms of the way they structure their content. Uh, the way that they present their content, you can just sort of feel this sort of, um, it's like it's calculated. Like you can feel that it's not necessarily passion, but they are doing it because they know that if they do, they can get clout, they can get money, they can get all sorts of attention. And it's structured that way. So it's structured for them to get that attention, get that money, get that clout. Whereas when Black people do it, it takes a much longer time because it's organic. And so, like, even if I consider, like, my intersectional media page, I sometimes don't have the energy to make a bunch of posts and, like, make sure that I'm posting every day. And it's, like, it's hard. Like, it's actually hard. And I don't necessarily have the mental energy all the time. And I feel like when... It's when you're closer to it, it can be harder to have that passion to do it because it becomes exhausting. And sometimes you don't want to think about all of those things in that moment. But when you are outside of that, it is a lot easier because you are not actually impacted and you don't actually feel anything. And so therefore you can look through all of these black businesses and see all of these people that are struggling and to get recognition and do all of these things for them and feel good about yourself because you feel like a savior. And it's the white savior complex. All Every fucking time it's the white savior complex. Every fucking time you see something like this, it's the white savior complex. And black people don't have that. Or, like, people of color don't have that complex. So, for us, it can be a lot more tiring to go through and see all these Black businesses that are doing amazing things but not getting recognition. And, yeah, it's like you want to help, and it, but you just become so sad that you, sometimes you don't even want to, like, make a post. Or you don't even, like, want to, like, put in the work. Because you're just like, is anyone going to see this? Do I get recognition? Is somebody white going to steal my idea and then they get more followers than me? And then what the fuck am I doing? And you just, it it just gets in your head. Like, it really does. And this is something that white people just don't grasp because they are the ones fucking stealing it from us all the fucking time. And, you know, climbing the ladder that we built. We built the ladder, and they're the ones climbing it, and we're on the ground. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck? And it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And I, and I hate seeing shit like this because it. it it's just a highlight of how easy it is for white people to just be like, oh yeah, I'm black, online. Mm-hmm. So easy. I'm telling you. So easy. One of these days
1: I am going to make a new Instagram page and I'm going to style my, like I'm just going to pretend that I'm a white girl. I'm going to use the same kinds of pictures that I'm using now. And I'm probably going to get more followers. And then it it's over for you, hose. It's over for you, hose. Like, can you imagine? It's like we have to do. It's just really frustrating because we do. We have to do ten times the amount of work in yeah. order to get like half as far, and
0: it's still that's still exactly. an issue. Um, and it's exhausting. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to do ten times the work. No. When you know you shouldn't have you to. Do. It's very discouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucks. And it's just,
1: it was so disheartening to me looking in the comments real quick because, you know, I looked in the comments of this post and there are people that were like, this is weird. Like, this is weird. And then, of course, there are people that were like, shouldn't you feel thankful that she, like, wanted to help you and that she wanted to highlight these businesses that like she didn't mean any harm you know I I love you know what you know the kind of comment I love this is my new favorite kind of comment in this like post BLM surge age that we are living in the idea that the people who are getting mad within the comments are all white women and it's all white women getting mad and so they are just virtue signaling And then when black people then come into the chat and they're like, girl, what? I'm black and I'm mad. Hi. What you got for that now? And then they have nothing to say. And it's like, because we don't, because that's the thing, like, maybe you're seeing a lot of white women within the comments prominently saying like, this is weird. Like, I'm white, and I recognize that this is weird. Maybe that should say something to you, number one. And also, maybe Black people don't want to put out any more emotional energy to deal with your fuck shit. Maybe we just want to, like, exactly. chill. Maybe we've seen what you've done, and we see you for who you are, and we're just going to keep it pushing, and we're not going to, like, we're just going to ignore you at a certain point. Because exactly. it's effort for me to even read you. <laughs> To sit there and type out a coherent comment that will say everything I need to say about how fucking dumb you are—it's a lot. It's a lot it of brain lot. space, and it takes time away from the things that I need to be doing for myself. Time I could be the putting things I want to right. Do time that I could be putting into my own page, into my own things. But no, I got to sit here and read you in order to prove to everybody exactly. else that what you're doing is
0: wrong. Excuse me. They call caucasity i swear <laughs> yeah it's like you know when people ask you something that's like oh what do you think of this person i i've just started to say i don't think of this person <laughs> because it's just too much like no because then that proves that i'm sitting there thinking about oh what this person has done and like wasting my time and my energy and my my brain power on somebody that I don't fucking care about. You know what I mean? And so that's just kind of where I'm at in life. Where I'm just like, you know what? White people, continue white peopling. I will be here painting my nails and ignoring y'all. Because unfortunately, it's just never going to stop. Like, I just end. know it's never going to end. And the internet has made it too easy to pretend to be someone you're not and it's just going to get easier and easier the more social media platforms we get you know people are going to be pretending to be something on one social media platform pretending to be something else on another and it's just like it's exhausting like who has time for all that like i don't like my tiktok page like if I ever see anything that's questionable, it's because somebody else is responding to it. And I'm like, I wish you guys just, like, wouldn't even respond to it. Like, I just wish you didn't even put this on my For You page. <laughs> like, I don't want to see it. I'm like, I get it. You're clapping back. But, like, does the person even care that you're clapping back? Probably not. And it's like, you're just, you just wasted your own time and your own energy doing that. And it just sucks that, and especially when it comes to like black people, and you know, you have white people being like, that's not okay. And you have other white people being like, well, you're white. You can't say anything, which then forces black people to come into the conversation. It's like, maybe if you just listen to the woke white people, then we we wouldn't wouldn't have to to get get involved.
1: involved. Like, we wouldn't have to get involved. What they're doing is actually being an ally to it. Like, as her pointing, like, hey, like what you're doing is a little fucking weird and exactly that's the thing so like one thing i i just like felt the need to like talk about it on my instagram days ago and um right now and one thing that i noticed is like you know this is not to say that like the now white people can't necessarily do what she's doing and that they highlight black businesses on their platforms or they talk about things like how there's not enough shade ranges for darker skinned people and how there's not like, you know, enough representation within certain industries. Nobody is saying that you can't say anything about that, but I think Mm -hmm. you have to think about your intention. You very much have to think about your intention. Why are you saying this? And why are you saying it the way that you are saying it? Because if this girl just had her regular ass Instagram and she was just like, guys, like, I think it's really important to tell you about independent black businesses. And so a few times a week, I'm going to make posts about some independent black businesses that I find because I think it's really important. Then like, that's really cool. But you made a whole separate page Mm-hmm. you are requesting a patreon to support your work so you're requesting money you're asking us to basically mm-hmm. give you money to support you like highlighting these black businesses asking,
0: asking you asking us to support you supporting other black people like what like do you not <laughs> understand Michael,
1: the win? The weird yeah. that you've created i that's weird. It's weird! I just keep saying it's weird, but it is. And so you could have done that on your own personal Instagram, and quite honestly, it would not have gone down like this, because you would have re- been representing yourself as such, as a white mm-hmm. woman that feels this is, that this is important, and you want to be an ally, and you want to speak out, and you want to highlight the businesses that you are finding. But by making this Instagram, never disclosing who you are, using black emoticons, like emojis, so that you do make yourself seem like a black person. Point Like, Mm -hmm. just, that is what it is. Like, when you're, if you were using white emojis, we would know you were white. Like, it would give me some sort of indication that this is a white girl doing this.
0: And, like, why do you think that they added black emojis? So black people could use them. Like, What? like what
1: the (laughs) fool so like and that's the thing there's a way to be an ally and one thing that i have noticed ever since the summer when people like i noticed this within like the skincare space is that Mm -hmm. me as a black girl Whenever I spoke about like Black Lives Matter or when I spoke about like, you know, certain, you know, brands and companies that weren't like speaking out about Black Lives Matter or were just kind of like sus and stuff like that, that no like one, I would lose followers. And two, like it's not like anybody paid attention to me or gave me like positive attention for doing that. But I would see other right. people that I followed, and quite honestly, they were white people doing the same thing, and you know what happened? They got a lot of attention for it. And so it's just highlighting the fact that like, it's so much easier for people to pay attention to white people speaking about black per- like a black person's pain and giving them the okay. attention you should have been giving to a Black person in the first place for talking about their own experiences. It's so Amen. weird. It's so weird. And I just feel like people get lost in what it takes to be an ally. And quite honestly, it's about humility, very first and foremost. And people forget that. People think that, you know, just saying what they need to say is them being an ally. But they forget that half the time... When they're saying what they need to say, they're speaking over somebody else. My point is not for you to speak for me. I want you to give me the chance to speak.
0: Right.
1: Like, I don't like I don't okay, need you. Your- I don't need you to speak for get me. Get off the
0: soapbox and let me get on it. Exactly. Okay. Like. <laughs> oh because like. It's just it's so
1: funny. Yeah, because then people see these, you know, these white influencers and stuff who get that attention as, like, being, like, the voices of a generation and, like, being sort of, like, you know, advocates and experts and stuff like that. And then, like, then what does that make me? (laughs) Like, Like, I'm saying the same exact thing as this person. The difference is I've actually experienced it. I'm actually affected by it. But you don't really care about that. And maybe that's... Not gonna work right, and it's also because then we say it in a way. This is what also pisses me off. Um, Because then when you do get Black influencers or Black people that talk about this, they say it in a different way, right? Right. They say it maybe a little bit nicer. Maybe a little bit nicer than like how I would say it. Or, you know, I've seen other people within the space who are a little bit like me and a little bit more, uh, not abrasive, but we're just like, we just don't really pull any punches about like what we're saying. And they get branded as bullies. Right. They get branded as bullies for like not wanting to engage in with certain brands or not wanting to do certain things. And then there are people that are a little bit nicer about it are a little bit more gray area and fair about certain things. And that's within their rights. They can do that if they want to. But once you start comparing the two and you kind of say it like, you kind of make that comparison and it's almost like telling us, you need to say this a certain way in order for me to accept it. And that's not how this works. That's just not how this works. If I'm the person that is being oppressed and I am the person that is affected by systemic racism, I don't have to be nice about it, guys. (laughs) I do not have to be nice about it. That other girl over there can be nice about it. And she has a lot more patience than me, maybe. And that's cute. That's cool. I commend her for that. But that's not me. So we have a long way to go. On a lot of these issues. And um I mean we'll see what this what this woman does. But uh I, I had to laugh at, you know, an Instagram story I saw about it, and they were like, you know, some people might disagree, but I actually think that it is way more valuable for you to actually have black people that you are actually friends with, that you have reciprocal relationships with. Not your not your coworkers, that doesn't count, but people that you are actually, you have a relationship with. Sometimes that is more valuable than all this other shit that you wanna do, that you wanna spend all this money on all these like independent black businesses and you wanna make this Instagram post about this, and you want to do that, and you want to do that, and you want to buy this, and you want to buy that, like, sometimes, like, having those people within your circle is sometimes much more valuable. Because Lord knows if this woman had actual, poor people that she had a reciprocal relationships with that felt like they were within a space with her, that they could actually tell her, this is a really weird idea, and you're doing this a little bit weird, then she never would have done it this way. She exactly. don't have actual black people in her life that trust her enough to actually tell her the truth. That is what this tells me. Yep. Fight me about. Well, you can fight with me about it in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> she don't have anyone, She don't have anybody black in her life to tell her what's what. I'm telling you. No. You can. You yeah. can tell. You can tell with some people. Like you don't no, have no, black that's friends. <laughs> it's like
0: you don't have. Any <laughs> you don't have any black friends. <laughs> like at all. And if you do. <laughs> if you want them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, and then like I said, if you do, do you have an actual reciprocal deep relationship with them that they feel safe with you to call you out on your shit? Because that is also a big no. difference. It
0: definitely, it definitely doesn't have that.
1: Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: really unfortunate <laughs> i don't know i hope i mean i hope she learned from it or whatever and i hope i don't know i don't know what i hope for her. i really don't have any hopes <laughs> <sighs> like what's it done is she's, she's already done it so yeah I don't, I don't know but that was a mess i know that much it was a mess I wonder how the black businesses feel about it that have like been on her page or whatever. I'm curious too. I wonder if they've, if they've even seen it or if they just like I don't know, paid the fee and went about their lives. I wonder if they even got any like business from her. Like that's that's also like another thing. Exactly. Okay guys, I think that has covered all of our topics for this week. And there was some messy shit happening this week, even though we didn't have many many topics. There was a lot to cover in said topics. So I feel like that made up for the fact that minimal things happened this week. Because even though there were minimal things, they required a lot of dis like, you know, just a lot of discussion. I think everybody kept it, people kept it chill for Thanksgiving. Yeah, surprisingly. Most of the time, it's pretty wild. That's true. Actually, that reminds me of something. I want to read this on the podcast. It just says, like, a little ending note. It's, It's very stupid, but I love it. So, this is from Facebook. Someone posted this for Thanksgiving. It says... Uh, My mom invited Kevin to Thanksgiving dinner. Kevin is the man that my Aunt Cheryl has been having an affair with. Kevin invited my Aunt Cheryl to dinner at a friend's house, but she said no because she was having dinner with family. So Kevin is going to this friend's house alone. This friend's house happens to be my house. My Aunt Cheryl is having dinner at my house with her husband. Kevin is my mom's co-worker. Cheryl met Kevin at a bar when she told my uncle she was working late. Kevin showed me a picture of his new girlfriend two weeks ago. I told my mom to invite Kevin. I can't wait to sit next to Kevin. Aunt Cheryl ruined my relationship a few years ago when I told her to count her days. That day is today. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Ending it says I told her to encounter days. <laughs> Today's day. This is it. This is it. That, was my, that was my favorite. That was my favorite Thanksgiving post, and I just wanted to end the podcast on that note. Because petty queen shit. <laughs> I love that. I love it. any point in the day. We should all, we should all aspire to be her. I love that for her. It's a great post. Oh my god. A plus. A plus. Love it. Okay, anyways, that was all I had. Uh, Thank you guys for listening (laughs) to the (laughs) podcast this week. I hope you loved that little ending note. I loved it.
1: (laughs) You can find us (laughs) Um on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Skin in the City. That's skin underscore in the city.
0: And you can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at Rini B, which is R-I-N-N-I-E-B-E-E. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye y'all.